You can kick your fancy ales, you can take them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the Green Dragon. Welcome to the Green Dragon Podcast. I am Jeremy and with me is Kylie. Hello, hello. And we are going to do the second of our critically acclaimed Legendary Legion Army List episodes. We got such good feedback on the first one, which was mostly, where's the Rohan Legions? Give me the Rohan Legions. Is there any Rohan Legions? Can you do some Rohan Legions? So we're going to do the Rohan Legions. So that that explains the whole critically acclaimed bit. We, we, we've been critically asked to do the Rohan Legions. Oh, people are so keen on the four Legendary Legions from Warhin Rohan, and we left this off, Kylie, initially, partly because of the time constraints, but also because we are not as experienced with these legendary legions. But at the moment now, with the way things are going, we're probably not going to get immediate experience with them. So let's just plow ahead with the episode and do lots of theory and lots of experimenting. And we will be wrong in this episode on occasions, and that's okay because we're going to learn as we go later on and we're going to make fun of ourselves in the future about how silly we were about certain options. But the Warren Rohan book, our latest book, the one that's going to be the one that's out for a while, uh, really does have some quality content. So, Kylie, can you start with, we're going to do 550 points again, Defenders of Helm's Deep. All right, Defenders of Helm's Deep. So this Legendary Legion surprised the absolute bejesus out of me uh, uh, at a tournament recently, simply for the fact that you get 30-inch bows with these guys. It's insane. 30-inch <laughs> bows. Like, who thought that was a good idea? Anyway, so they have 30-inch bows. So my first immediate thought was, all right, we have to abuse this to the utmost of our ability. So I didn't get much use out of it in the 500-point list, but 750 list, I have I have taken full opportunity of this. But we'll get into our, our cute little 500-point list. So in Warband number one, we have Theoden, King of Rohan, with heavy armor and shield on foot, of course. Mm-hmm. In his Warband, he has five Warriors of Rohan with throwing spear and shield, three Warriors of Rohan with shield, six Rohan Royal Guard with throwing spears, and one Rohan Royal Guard with banner and throwing spears. I just realized I am talking about my 750 list. So apparently I'm doing my 750 list first. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Caution to the wind. Whatever. In Warband number two, we have Aragorn Strider with armor. And in his Warband, he has five Warriors of Rohan with throwing spear and shield and five Warriors of Rohan with shield. And mm-hmm. finally, in Warband number three, we have Haldir with elfin bow and heavy armor. And he has a Galadrim warrior with banner and elf bow. Eight Galadrim Warriors with Elf Bow and three Galadrim Warriors with Elf Bow and Spear. So that was my 750-point list. And as I said, we are taking full advantage of the 30-inch bows by including a whopping 13 bowmen, elven bowmen, to absolutely rain death upon our opponents. Yeah, you haven't you haven't gone by halves. And you don't have any of the little mini heroes. You've only got the three heroes, but they are quite decent heroes with... Uh, quite souped up guys and you get the bonus don't you where the throwing spears count as spears in this this legion so you've got a decent yeah. like fighting wall as well with Theoden and Aragorn and even Haldir there with it yeah you can stand there 30 inches away if you want and just tempt the opponent towards you do the old school tactics of showering arrows from so far away as they approach and then hit them with Aragorn it's uh, yeah, and the throwing spears, throwing spears you can throw as well, which is a lot of a lot yeah. a lot of firepower in this army, and a good amount of models as well, don't you? 
Yeah, it's a 15 model warband with Theoden, a 12 model warband with Haldir, and a 10 model warband with Aragorn. So it's that 15, 25, 27, so 40 square, 40 models square with this list. So not a small army, especially when you're throwing around that much uh, Fight 5 in there, uh, Spear supported up and ranked up. It will be quite good. And two banners too, I should also mention. Yeah, you know, you've definitely got the banners in there, which which makes a lot of sense with all those heroes. You want to want to have the banner around. This Aragorn doesn't have a banner effect, does he? So you want to have a real banner yeah. going there. Yeah. So you know, we got like the, the cool interaction with with Haldir and Aragorn and Theoden. I didn't include gambling with the banner because we have Aragorn, so Aragorn can just go around and go. Look, we don't need a free point banner. We've got me. I am our free point. So that's why I decided not to include the. Um, uh, banner in there, but as I said earlier, I really wanted to push the the uh, the bow shots to the absolute extreme. So I've basically maxed out my bow limit, and really, you know, I'm abusing that 30 inch range and and getting the most out of my models there. And it's it's quite a spam list too. Like there's a lot of guys in this list. Oh, there certainly is. Would you consider uh, dropping Haldir for Legolas? Possibly. Possibly. I went with Haldir because he's got all that juicy, juicy interaction. At least I think he still has the juicy, juicy interaction. Should have probably double-checked that before I started writing the list. Yes, he still has that juicy, juicy interaction with uh, Aragorn and Thaden. So he has the he counts as being in range of a banner and always automatically passes his courage test if he's within 12 inches of Aragorn or Thaden. So that's really handy. You can use him to basically you keep him at the back and he never runs away. Yeah, look, and he brought the elves in the movie anyway, so I've got no problem with that as a little microcosm. Would you consider uh, those really cheap Rohan characters in there, the um, Aldor or Haleth? Um, possibly, but I think um, if if you're taking um, Aldor and Haleth, I believe it is, Haleth? Yes, um, yes, that's I think the one. You, I think you want to take the gambling package. So... What I'm talking about that um, is I think if you're going to go to the micro heroes, you're basically going Thaden, Gambling, Haleth, and um, Aldor, and you're taking those four as kind of your core. So kind of to kind of demonstrate that, actually, I'll go into my 500-point list, which is doing exactly that. It's taking the Gambling package. So in Warband number one, I have Thaden, King of Rohan, with Heavy Armor and Shield. He has five Warriors of Rohan with Throwing Spear and Shield. Five Rohan Royal Guard with throwing spears. In Warband number two, we have Gambling, the captain captain of Rohan with Royal Standard. He also has Aldor, Rohan Archer, and Haleth, son of Hammer. He has three Warriors of Rohan with throwing spears and shield, and three Rohan Royal Guard with throwing spears. And finally, in Warband number three, we have a King's Huntsman with six Warriors of Rohan with bow. You've got no elves in that one, is that right? Correct. Okay, that's that's interesting. A King's Huntsman is an interesting choice as well. That's not one I would have expected at the moment, but I understand the interaction of gambling is really good for the King's Huntsman, especially in what is essentially a shooting infantry army uh, and a heavy shooting infantry army, quite frankly. Interesting, though, that the Haleth especially, because of the uh, the special rule that gives him two attacks when Aragorn's around, and I would... Uh, I feel like that's uh, that's something you consider in the Aragorn list rather than this one, especially with his little heroic... But he's, he, I guess he's a heroic defense character. Mm. He can off-tank if you want. Uh, he's only got, He's got the two wounds and two fate, actually, so he's actually a really good tank uh, near Gambling. So, yeah, he, there's definitely a point in taking him in this one. I would have just snuck him into that first one as well. 
Look, I probably could have um, snuck him into to that first list, but it was kind of, again, it was one of those things of like I was just just kind of trying to smash out the list as, as fast um, as possible to get through to my other lists. So I wasn't putting a hell of a lot of effort into it, but I can definitely see a case. And it was kind of like one of the things of, okay, which interactions did I really want to like go hard into? I think if you were trying to do a really kind of take all comers kind of army, you'd probably go Thaden, Gambling. You'd probably take the Halith um, in there with Aragorn and Haldir as your core and running that as your kind of meat and bones kind of part of the army. I think you can afford to drop Eldor. I don't think he offers too much in the list aside from a free point of might. And 20 points, that's three other Rohan warriors with bow. Take the Rohan warriors with bow. But Halith, he's actually providing something um, to the army with the plus one fight value and some decent micro stats. So that's always handy there. I agree about the Eldor. I can see dropping him. Like, he's 20 points, so he's not a whole whole lot. He does have one point of might and a heroic accuracy. and So a point of might's nice for 20 points. He's really good with the, the gambling, re- refreshing that one. But Haleth especially, just because he feels like almost the shaman of the Rohan infantry, where he's got... When he's engaged in combat, Aragorn and friendly Rohan infantry get one plus to their fight value. That's oh, just... wait. Aragorn gets it as well. Yeah. Aragorn and other friendly oh. Rohan infantry. So I feel like Oh, he's... scratch that. Go yeah. back to my previous. <laughs> Cut a royal guard. Cut a random warrior Rohan. We're sticking Haleth in there. Oh, my God. Fight 7 Aragorn is amazing. Yeah. I didn't realize it buffed Aragorn as well. Yeah, no, he's, he's insane. Like, And 30 points for a point of might... Two wounds, two fate, potentially two attacks of Aragorn around, and a buff for Aragorn and all the Rohan guys around. He's worth way more than 30 points, and he's independent, so you can just throw him inside Aragorn's warband. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. No, you're 100% right, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, just drop a banner out of that previous list. Dick Harleth in there, and away you go. Like, yeah, 100, 100%. 100%. Not, not even going to argue it. Just let's let's just edit out that my my last, um, uh, my 750 army. We'll add in Harleth. We'll put it back in. It'll be great. It'll be fine. I'm definitely not editing it out, Kylie, because it's rare that I get something on, <laughs> on you like that. So I'm, I'm definitely putting that in. Maybe I'll double it up so you can hear this twice. Fair enough. I'll cop that one on the on the chin. So, yeah, wow. that's He's amazing. And he's got heroic defense as well. So, poor. Two wins, two fate with defense. Yeah, no, he is, he's barking. 30 points. Yeah, he's, he's cheap. Plus one fight on Aragorn. I'll give that to me any day of the week. And also, Sneaky oh. Courage 5, just in case you need someone to lead. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's no, really that's, good. That's, that's really good. That's that's insane. I take it you haven't fought against him yet? No, I have, but I he wasn't in an army with Aragorn because it, ah. it was a low, it was a lower point tournament. It was, uh, what was the, uh, the, the tournament David ran? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, um, it was Axel the... Sword? No. Yes. Axel Sword? Yeah, Axel Sword. Yeah, yeah, Axel Sword. So... I came up, this is where I first came up against the defenders of Helen State, and I didn't realize the, I knew the plus one fight on the Rohan infantry. Yeah, which um, is good. And that, that, that was really good because yeah, it was absolutely wrecking my clan like no tomorrow. Royal Guard were just killing chariots left, right, and center. It was really annoying. But uh, I knew he had the defense, and I knew he, I knew he had the, um, that juicy interaction, but I did not realize it was plus one fight on Aragorn. That is insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My opponent in that game basically took all Rohan and just basically went King's Huntsman, Captain, Theoden, Gambling, and these two, Aldor and Haleth, and just, you know, might generated every turn, six points of might, away you go. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's kind of a really cool legendary legion, and you can. I definitely think you've got the couple builds. You can go the gambling or the Aragorn. I agree with you on that one, unless it's really high. I don't think you can afford both. I like that in that. For me, one of my criticisms of Rohan has been that it's all about gambling. And this one, you've got a legitimate reason to take a Rohan army without gambling, and it still feels like it's the good option as well. And I guess it's because yeah. Haleth is just incredibly good, and Aragorn's incredibly good. But I really like this army from a from a theme point of view, and I, I love the foot Rohan because they feel like they're the guys that are up against it. Like, they don't feel like they're super powerful, but they are. But it feels like that, that okay, yeah. this is just the ordinary men holding back. And, yeah, you get a lot of options in that list. It's a good one. Yeah, no, absolutely fantastic. And we didn't even touch on the the Legolas and Gimli are both in that list as well. So if you want a straight up, you know, brawler in Gimli, you've got him. And if you want some more ranged firepower with Legolas, who my I add has a 30-inch range auto hit, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, you can you can snipe things out from miles away. Oh, Legolas and King's Huntsman with 30-inch range. <laughs> oh, Ooh, that's giving me some really nasty ideas. I actually think this is one of the more flexible um, Legendary Legions. You've got lots and lots of different builds, and I feel like it works at any points level. I think you can go right down yeah. to even that 300-point level or whatever and still have it useful, and then you can go all the way up to 1,000, 1,500 and still be, be fine. You've got all the stuff you want. So it's a really it's a good basis. If you like that, the Helm's Deep scene in the movie, it's a really good Legendary Legion to go for. Yeah, no, 100% agree, and it's, I think, like, like you said, Jeremy, it's mostly because they have so many good heroes at different points levels within the list. You've got your Thaden, uh, gambling combos, you've got your 20, 20 50-point uh, micro heroes, and then you've got your big guns like your Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli's, and yeah, just kind of every part of the list can work with every other part of the list. It almost feels like it's it's a weird kind of game of Yu-Gi-Oh, where like every single part of your deck can work with any other part of your deck. That's kind of what I'm getting the feel from the defenders of, of Helm's Deep here. Yeah, you got good options. I do like as well that you don't have to have the elves as well, so you can go for the book version, which is kind of nice, a nice little touch there as well. Um, you have to go for Theoden, so it's going to be a Helm's Deep representation, but I like in terms of attacks for a Legendary Legion, that's a very, very low tax to have a good leader as your leader. And then um, I guess I guess the only problem is then in some of the scenarios where you've got Aragorn and Theoden, um, Theoden's a leader, but I don't think that's too much of a negative. I think you can get around that with some good tactics. Yeah, 100% agree. So, Jeremy, you've also got a kind of a, a really quirky uh, legendary legend. You have Theoden's Guard, and I'm really interested to see what you've done for Theoden's Guard here because... I have been playing a lot of games with and against Theodred's Guard at my local G-Dub uh, with a good friend of ours, Jude. So I'm I'm interested to see what you've come up with here. Yeah, look, I, I like the Theodred Guard army. It's it's really quite good. At the Ardor Unleashed tournament, I played against Ryan's um, beautifully painted and converted Thaedra's Guard, and it just looked like a fantastic Rohan army, and it didn't have my main criticisms of Rohan with gambling in it, and it looked, it was just good. It was a mix of infantry and all kinds of different cavalry with some really cool named heroes in it. So I'm excited to try this one out, and I think this is one that, that I'm probably not going to, like, hit the whole tactics for it. This is my starter list, but I feel like there's probably some optimization going. So my first 500-point list is going to be Theodred, which is the, the Legendary Legion tax, with everything. I just, just give him the kitchen sink. He's got a horse shield and throwing spears, because why not? If you're going to put 100 points into a character, you might as well make them as good as possible. 
He's leading a Royal Guard with Banner and Horse because the Royal Guard looks so good with Banner, especially if you find a way to sneak one of those, like, you know, that really big foot infantry banner that the Rowan have? Um, I yeah. Think it's, yeah. If you can sneak that onto a Royal Guard, you are in luck. It's going to look amazing. But Royal Guard just looks so cool. And with a banner, they look great. I've got three Royal Guard with Horse and Throwing Spears, uh, which are fantastic cavalry models. They, they're just so good. So good. Everything you want in them. And I've got two Outriders of Horse, mainly for the theme, because Theodred gets the Outriders in this one. So I thought Outriders are pretty cool. They're not they're not amazing, but they've got an interesting rule where they can go and uh, pass Courage Test far away, which doesn't really matter that much in this army list unless Theodred goes down. But they're kind of cool. So I put them in as well. They look nice. Uh, so that's six models in his Warband. In Warband 2, I've gone for Alfhelm on Horse with a Rider of Rohan with Throwing Spears and three Riders of Rohan. So not many, just a little small warband of four cavalry. One of them's got Throwing Spears and Elfham has Throwing Spears. Um, and this one is because this one doesn't get the, the bow limit shenanigans with the Riders. You actually have to pay the bow limit tax, so I didn't get that many of them. And then in Warband 3, I've gone for Grimbold with uh, three Halmingers with Throwing Spears, three Halmingers, and then uh, three ro- Warriors of Rohan with Throwing Spears and three Warriors of Rohan. So that's the infantry block. So half it's Helmingers. Um, you know that I've got some converted Helmingers, which are based on like historic Vikings uh, with Rohan shields. Yeah. So they look a bit bigger, the different, slightly different scale. They're burlier, so you can really spot them. So I've gone for that look, and I, I wanted to mix them in with the, the, the normal Rohan because that looks kind of cool. So I've got a bit of an infantry block there as well. So it's a combined arms force, about half infantry, Half horses, 25 models at 500 is right on the, the mark. But it's got some powerful heroes. You've got your, your, your heroic defense assassin in Elfhelm that can shoot things out wherever he likes. You've got your infantry guy with Grimbold with his, with his quite good, formidable infantry block there. And you've got Theodred who you want to protect, but you also want to unleash at the right time. So that's going to be the army is when you unleash Theodred and don't lose him. So I kind of like this level for this, this army list in that you have to make some choice, but it still kind of looks cool. It's a good combined arms, Rohan Force. Yeah, not bad. Not bad list to start off with. I actually don't mind it. I would have liked to see just a bit, a few more Helmingers because I think they're the real hidden gem in this um list being able to get that strength four um increases your ability to actually do damage so 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 much because you don't have the strength four uh on the charge from the the bonus uh that you normally get with rohan you really rely on those helmingers providing the oomph and the power in the list and um i think uh few more Helmingers, maybe getting it the, the number up to about nine, maybe even just maxing out just to a full Warband of 12 with Grimbog would have really, really helped out. Oh, you could definitely go that way. I actually took it from a visual point of view because I've been I've been dead keen to play this list and I've actually just finished my Elf Helm as well, so I can definitely do it. I thought that I would go for it just so they stand out compared to normal Warriors of Rohan. So it's almost a look point of view, but I do agree the upgrade's dirt cheap. If you're going for for the maximum effectiveness, you'd probably just make them all Helmingers and, and away you go. And it means you drop a Rider of Rohan or something like that. Who cares? Like one model to, to upgrade them all, you're doing fine. Okay, so my 750 version of it, which is the same idea. You, you'll get the, the theme for it. So it's Theodred with the kitchen sink again, the Royal Guard with the banner on the horse, and five Royal Guard with horse and throwing spears. So I don't give the throwing spear, the banner one a throwing spear because it feels weird to be throwing his banner. So I don't want to do that one. But they've got that. And then the same two outriders on horse as well. So he's got his eight models in his warband, pure cavalry. Uh, I feel like they can, you want to deploy them a little bit back because you don't want Theodra to go psycho too early. You want to keep him alive. So you don't mind it being all cav there while the infantry can push forward. 
Uh, Warband 2 is Alfhelm again on horse. Three Warriors of Rohan with Throwing Spear and Shield. Three Warriors of Rohan with Shield. So I've got some infantry here. And then I've got two Riders of Rohan with Throwing Spears and two Riders of Rohan. So he's got a bit of a mixed arms force. He's got a small infantry block and then some cav. Then Warband 3 is the Helmingers. So Grimbold leading nine Helmingers. Uh, five of them have Throwing Spears. So this is a bit more of a Helminger block at the moment. You could probably bulk that out to 12 if you wanted to with some of the Riders or, or the infantry. And then Warband 4, I've gone for a Captain of Rohan with Horse, Shield, and Throwing Spears for a, another Cavalry hitter. And then he's got two Warriors of Rohan with Throwing Spears, three Ro- Warriors of Rohan with Shield, so that's five Infantry, and then two Riders of Rohan with Throwing Spears and two Riders of Rohan. So once again, I've gone for like 50-50 Cav and, and Infantry about, yeah. and it's 40 models at 750, which is, I think, a good number with the four heroes. Yeah, I I, I don't mind it. There's a couple of things I would like to see. Um, mm-hmm. Possibly a few more uh, throwing spears. I think you really, 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 really want to use the throwing spears um, in this army list because that's where a lot of your power is coming from is is that kind of area of denial going, right, you're going to come in here, I'm going to get my one big volley of throwing spears, then I'm going to charge in with them again. True. Yep. Um, either that or I would like to see a fifth hero. Uh probably a fifth captain or a second captain rather. <laughs> That's your only option. Uh, would you put it on horse or on foot? Uh, I would actually have it as a foot captain um, in this regard because you've got three of your captains mounted already. But I think a kind of like a, just a really dirt cheap kind of 50 point cap, 55 point captain with, with shield and throwing spears would go a long way in this force simply just to back up your infantry and most importantly give you more might to be able to control the initiative in the game. Mm. Since you don't have a lot of strikers, you need to be able to leverage uh, your advantages in your list more uh, in, in a kind of a different way. And because you don't have strike, the only way you're really going to get that advantage is by calling heroic moves getting in, getting those throwing spears in, or using them to disengage and reset your line. And to do that, you're going to need might. Yeah, I know it sounds kind of like, well, Kylie, you, you, you want to see more might in this list? It's 750 points and it's already got 11 points of might. And I'm like, yeah, I think you need to get that up as much as you can. So I think another captain would do uh, a lot for this list, even in just in place of another uh, four riders in there. I think a captain would go a long way. Yeah, if I went for that build, which is, like, I agree with that. You do have Strike with Theodrid, but that's about it, I think. If I wanted to, to do that, I would probably drop it down. At the moment, I've got 19 Cav and 21 Infantry. I'd probably drop it down to maybe a third or a quarter Cavalry and go a big Infantry block, essentially. So go yeah. for go for more Infantry, more Throwing Spears. I, I absolutely get it. Yeah, if you're going to do that Infantry block, you might as well go lots and lots of Throwing Spears. And then it's not so. It's more of a like a combined arms force than a infantry slash cavalry equally for so i i do like that option i think you got some options the way to go i definitely think you need infantry no matter what and i've probably probably gone a little bit light on the infantry quite frankly but yeah yeah true. yeah but i don't i don't mind look i think i can do a lot with this list quite frankly with 40 models oh, and 750 points yeah. but but you're right i think to optimize it you might want to drop a few of those riders of rohan around maybe a royal guard cav maybe an outrider and spend that spend up big on an infantry hero and some more warriors with throwing weapons. Mm. But one thing I will say kind of in defense of guard list, it's one of those lists that when you play, play with it, you don't think it's overly powerful to begin with, but the more games you kind of get in with it, you kind of work out just where the power is coming from and just how 
frustrating it can be to play against. That auto pass courage is an absolute oh, so good when you learn how to use it. It is phenomenal. And Thaedrid is an absolute baller. Once you've kind of mastered the art of keeping a hero alive, and honestly, if you want to learn a list where you need to keep a hero alive, this is the list to learn how to keep a hero alive because this the list loses so much of its power once Thaedrid's dead. But if you can figure out you know, how to keep him alive and when to unleash him at the correct time, this list has gone gangbusters. I have seen Theodred hold out for a good 12 turns against a list designed to kill enemy heroes. And that's my my championship Angmar with the Witch King, a Barrowite, and a Gulabard bearing down. And Theodred managed to dodge all three of those big nasties for 12 consecutive turns. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah, I cannot I cannot sing this list praises enough. It's it's one of those hidden gems where it doesn't look powerful on paper, but once you put it down and you realize, oh, I'm up against a spam Rohan list with some heroes that have some really quirky uses, like Gimbrold will absolutely just absolutely merp a hero if if they botch against him. You, you just chuck Grimbold into any old hero and you, you just watch his opponents will constantly use their might to try and take him down because if he wins a combat, he's killing what's ever in front of him. He's two-handed with with mighty blow. He'll just he'll rip through things. And Elhelm's ability to intercept and Thaedrid's just straight up damage potential with these rerolls is out of this world. And it's a really, really rewarding list to play with. I would highly recommend any Rohan player to get in on it. Yeah, this is definitely the Rohan list I'm the most excited about. It's got such good special rules as well. We didn't even talk about, basically, um, Theodrid becomes a Theodrid of the army, so you get the one-plus fight value for your Cav and your Captains of Rohan when the, and the Royal Guard when they charge in. So you're still rocking your Fight 5 Royal Guard on the charge, which is, they're so good. I can't sing their praises enough. Fight 5 Royal Guard are one of the best cavalries, if not the best cavalry in the game, I think. They're just... They just do everything you want to do, and they're they're hard to take out. And this one, like you, you talk about, how good the bodyguard is usually on like royal guard, but it's everyone in this whole army's got it. So like, I feel sorry for you if you if you based your army around terror because these guys don't care. They don't care one bit. Yeah, I've seen this army walk through the army of the dead legendary like paper. Oh, absolutely. Literally, just walk through it. I it was. The turn in which Thaedra decided, right, this is the turn we're going in, he went in, slammed into a, into a flank, killed three Army of the Dead in just a single turn, just went bang, 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 knocked three out. And then the beautiful bit was uh, Grimbold went in against the King of the Dead. The King of the Dead botched his combat, fluffed it, and then died instigib to just a straight-up two wounds from, from Grimbold. It was, it was something to watch. Yeah, yeah, Grimbolt. Yeah, Grimbolt's so cool, isn't he? I, I really like Grimbolt because he's got like he's got deficiencies, but he's also got real strength. And I get that people want him on a horse, and I, I 100% agree with that. I, I have no problem with him going on a horse, but I do like like I wouldn't mind him even if it was just had to be an infantry model in this army, and then he could be on a horse in other armies. But he's just so cool to have that like hero that does heaps of damage but doesn't have the strike. So you have to think about how to use him and when to use him. So I, yeah. I do like that. It's it's. It's it's got really he's, cool heroes. Yeah, he's a fantastic coup de gras. If you if you need to, he's there for damage out. He's not there to win combats. He's not there to grind. He's there to go into a big enemy hero and kill it because they do not have the resources left to block him. And w- what I kind of mean by that is 
this is why part of the reason why I think you need a lot of might with the list. Because one of the really interesting things with the way dice work in this kind of, in this game is that when your opponent's big heroes run out of might, they start to botch a lot more. And even, a, a, say, a three-attack hero, like, uh, say, sh- for instance, Shagrat Warleader or, or a Suladan or someone like, th- someone like that, if you trade might for might and they run out before you and you throw Grimbold and, and even just a captain into Suladan, if you win the combat, you're probably going to kill Suladan because Grimbold goes in, smacks him once, gets rid of the fate points, smacks him twice, takes <laughs> off two wounds, and then all you need is a chip wound in there from either a spear support or a captain, and Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt, you've got a dead dead hero on your hands. Yeah, very true, very true. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's it's got some serious potential, and it really opened my eyes when I played against like, wow, this is a really cool army. So I think it's one yeah. that you can play around with. I think you can definitely optimize if you want, but I also think it's one that can play well to the theme. So I really like it. I think it's good fun, and it, it's like I was initially when I got uh, War and Rohan, I was a, I was a bit annoyed that all the legendary legions felt like they're just giving uh, Rohan in ranks. But then to see it on the table, it's not as overpowering because you still want to buy the horses a lot of the time. So this one's an interesting one where, yeah, you get the ranks, but they're not world beaters by any means. You can still pick them apart, but you've got to be, it's a real combined arms force that, that does its job really well. And it's just it's just very brave. And you've got a, a slightly uncontrollable Theodred running around. You've got an elf helm who's got a big weakness in no strike, but he's also got a lot of offensive potential and also defensive potential. And you've got Grimbold who's got so much offensive potential, but also doesn't always have the ability. So do you want him to go against the troll? You probably do. Will he beat the troll? Possibly not. And maybe you have to get Theodred in then. And then, then that's a huge risk, isn't it? Because you've got Theodred into a troll and, uh, it's, it's it's got a lot of choices, a lot of tactics. And I think this one rewards players of um, like moderate to high skill. I think it's one that they can definitely have some fun with. Yeah, and it's, and it's one of those lists where you're really forced to call heroic actions against it. Like you can't can't be idle because a lot of the heroes are fight fives. So some of the mid tier heroes like your Faramirs and Shagrads are forced to strike. And because you have throwing weapons everywhere and the threat of fight five cab, you're constantly being forced to call uh, heroic moves to pin it, which is why I was saying just outmite your opponent and then eventually your opponent's in this uh, damned if they do, damned if they don't kind of uh, kind of mentality and that's when you start to run away, run away with the game. Agreed, agreed. Now, I'm going to move on to my next one, which is Riders of Aemir. So this is a, a legendary legion, basically where Aemir and Gandalf and, and uh, possibly Urkenbrand rode down into Helm's Deep. So it's an all-cavalry army. This one's an interesting one. So the special rules, before we start with the actual lists, uh, you've got... Uh, you have to take Aemir, so here's your tax, essentially. A Riders of Rohan don't count towards your force's bow limit, which is good, because otherwise you couldn't take this army at all. It would be impossible. Friendly Rohan cavalry within 12 inches of Aemir gave, gain 1 plus strength on the turn they charge. So that's that's pretty cool. They don't get the 1 plus fight value that you get with the other Rohan lists, but 1 plus strength is pretty pretty handy. And then you've got, a, basically, a Gandalf has a, a one-turn shade rule, doesn't he? Or is it, yeah, once per battle. Where if you're engaged yeah. with with cavalry models, penalty to the dual roll, which is absolutely brutal. We've, we've all played against the shade. We know how how scary that is. And you've got one turn to use it. Pick your turn well, and you've got some serious damage. But then again, Urkenbrand and Aemir and Gandalf are not cheap. And then you've also got a captain option. You don't have a lot of options in this army. So for five hundred, I've uh, I've gone for Aemir, which is my 
my tax, of course, with everything. Shield and throwing spears. He's a good hero. Like he's he's one of the, the beaters in, in Rohan. So I've got no problem taking him. With him is a Rider of Rohan with Banner, because I definitely want a Banner in this army. I've got six Riders of Rohans with Throwing Spears and two Riders of Rohan. So I've gone heavier than I usually go with the Throwing Spears, just because I don't think you've got a lot in this army that that uh, that gives you some options. You've got actually a pretty shooty army, to be honest. You can shoot a bit with that with the bows, but also the Throwing Spears, just to be able to get that extra damage when you go in, and also at that 8-inch range is going to be super useful. So lots of throwing weapons in that 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 one. In the second one, I've gone for Urkenbrand with Horse, of course, and then six Westfold Red Shields with Throwing Spear, and then two Westfold Red Shields as well. So the same ratio, gone for six Throwing Spears to two normal guys, uh, which gives me 19 models at 500 points. 19 all-cav models is a decent amount, but only two heroes. So it, it's a kind of a tough one. It's going to be the classic light cavalry army where you're going to pepper with shots, you're going to dodge around, you're going to dance, and then you're going to go for your big charge, and then hopefully it 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 works, and then you can run away maybe and do it again. Hmm. It's it's a really awkward-looking uh, army list. And honestly, I still haven't quite wrapped my, my, my head around it yet because... Because uh, you you kind of you, you're locked into AME, which is kind of kind of frustrating because you, you really you really don't want to have to be overtaxing your points, and at the same time you kind of need to take Gandalf because your 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 whole gimmick is your look to the sun and that that one devastating charge with your opponent at minus one, and then on top of that you really kind of want your Urkenbrand because you really need that fight four the fight three. Um, Riders of Rohan just sometimes just ain't going to be enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you really need that 5-4. And you're kind of at this weird, awkward spot where you want all three heroes, but you can never afford all three heroes. Yep. And, well, um, no, not never, but not at the points level we've set. So that 500 points, I yeah. definitely couldn't fit all three in. Let's go to my 750 and then we'll continue that discussion because uh, for 750, I've gone for the other combination. I've gone for Aemir, which you have to take with full stuff, and then Gandalf the White, which has includes a Shadow Fact. So 240 points is a big cost. We all know what Gandalf can do. He's a he's a decent cavalry hero if you just use him as a hitter, and he's a fantastic wizard, and then he's a shade in this one as well for one turn. So that's I've pretty much gone for the max riders I could in this one just to, to bring that shade effect as much as possible. So I've gone for a Rider of Rohan with Banner, uh, four Riders of Rohan with Throwing Spears, and eight Riders of Rohan with Aemir. And then with Gandalf, I've got three Riders of Rohan with Throwing Spears and nine Riders of Rohan. So the aim is with this one with 27 models at 750 is that basically one turn, it's all in. Every single every single yeah. Rider goes in, and then I activate that Shade rule, and I hope that I win over half my combats, and I take out a bunch of guys, and then we play tactically after that. It's uh, It's got a lot of shooting because it's all Riders of Rohan, so it can, it can wait for a while. It's got the blinding light, so it can be a... a an annoyance army, but you pick that one turn, you go in with literally everyone. It's not no half measures. It's everyone goes in and you just do as much as damage and you're not afraid. Your riders of Rohan are going into heroes. They're going to everyone they can because the aim is to pull off as many resources as possible, which is either your opponent's stats or your opponent's models and just take them all down in one turn. So that 27 models is is okay for a cavalry army, but there's not really a huge amount of heroes here. It's, it's going to be an interesting army. Yeah. I think it's one of these, uh, one of those armies where you have to be so patient with when you go in and charge, because if you don't, if you don't pick the moment where you're going in, 
uh, it, it can it can end it can end your game pretty much before it even begins. And look, I'll be honest, I don't think you're, you're playing this um, this army anything less uh, than I would say 600 points because you you desperately need Gandalf and you have to take Amir. Um, so I think that's this kind of a bit of a salt in the wound kind of thing you you need to kind of think about there, but. You need to be t- taking the time to to using your hundred percent bone limit to to pep- pepper your opponent, get that cast blinding light up. I think this is probably one of the few armies where you're pretty much always going to be casting cast blinding light with Gandalf uh, on the channeled variant, and you just got to keep running around, harass, 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 pull your opponent into a bad position, and then just all in. Yeah, that's that's very tempting. I I I think it's dependent on the opponent whether the cast the channel blinding light there. I'm also keen for the channel terror for Gandalf because that I think is really really good, and it means you can be a lot more reckless with Gandalf. Um, yeah. For a bonus, Kylie, I've gone for the uh, I've gone for a second 750 list, so I've cheated a little bit here. So in this okay. one, in this one, he- hear me out, hear me out. I've got right. Amir um, with the banner again, so right rider. A uh, Rider of Rohan with Banner, a Rider of Rohan with a Throwing Spear, and five Riders of Rohan. So he's got seven models with him, so eight models there. I've got yep. Gandalf with a Rider with Throwing Spear and five Riders of Rohan. I haven't gone overboard with the Throwing Spears here because the Riders of Rohan bow actually get a lot of use in this warband, uh, and this this army, sorry. And then for my third warband, three warbands, amazing. I've gone for Urkenbrand with the horse, which is going to... He's good because he's going to up all my courage and he's going to uh, do lots of other things. Yep. He gives me lots more might. He's got two Westfold Red Shields with throwing spears and four Westfold Red Shields. So I've moved up to 22 models at 750. So I've basically lost five models to add in Urkenbrand, but I've got the Fight Four Horses now. I've got the Urkenbrand the going. I've got an army that, that quite possibly might be a better version, but it's super fragile at 22 models. So you really need that blinding light to do some work. You really need to kill some models with your shooting to start off with. And then you need to, once again, pick your turn to charge and go nuts. And it might be even charge and heroic combat with all three heroes on that turn with the Neg 1 and just go all in and just do a, just go for everything. Go for gold. Ooh. Yeah, Jeremy, I just realized something. I was just quickly glancing over Erkenbrand's special rule. Westworld Red Shields aren't fight four anymore. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, ooh, yeah. Oh. They they only count. They they basically count Erkenbrand as a banner. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah, that's kind of a mm. <laughs> kick in the teeth. Wow, yeah. that really put some pressure on this army list. <laughs> oh, okay. I think so the first one, yeah, yeah. That, okay, well, in that case, that oh, well, that's a good conversation because the courage. Who cares? Like, we, you're not gonna, yeah. you don't. It's not. It's courage. You have a Gandalf. You're not overly worried about courage. Like it's nice for charging terror models, but a lot of times terror models you just shoot them. Um, yeah, yeah. Urkenbrand's take a real hit, hasn't he? He's gone from being gold to being silver. The courage is good. The the, the horn's good in general. Yeah, yeah the Westfall Red Shields are the ones that have copped the damage. Yeah, maybe the first one is a is a better option as well. Oh, 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 that's good to know. I'm glad we picked that up, Kylie. Yeah, makes the uh, makes the list again very even more just hit or miss. And I get that the minus one can act as like a, a super fight value, meaning you you're pretty much always winning on your sixes anyway. But poor man, this list, you, you know what it you feels like, Kylie. It feels like old school Rohan, which we always thought was very good, but needed a lot of skill and a lot of patience and a really yeah. solid game plan. It feels like that again. It feels like the the Rohan for experts. It feels like 
if you want to if you yeah. want to really know how to play the game, you show off this legendary legion, which has got a lot of options in it, and it's got a lot of things you can do. But you show your mastery of the game by saying, "I can deal with everything with this army. I I know what I can do with this this army list," and then like it's not it's not the easy yeah. Rohan. It's, there's no way it's easy mode, yeah. but it's it's kind of. It's kind of tempting. It kind of looks really cool. I wouldn't mind giving it a try, and I feel like it's one that we we might be pleasantly surprised by because it like the enemy. It, it feels like it feels like a, a Rivendell Knight army a little bit in that it does. It you does. have to work so hard to get to it, and then once you do, it hits you so hard with that that uh, the shade effect that you don't you lose that first turn of combat. So you've got to you chase it down, you chase it down, you chase it down, you chase it down, you finally get close enough, it charges into you and it wipes out half your army on the charge. Hmm. Plus there's also the wizard in there as well, so the shenanigans is gonna constantly be harassing you with magic. Again, this is kind of one of those lists where if you know how to use a wizard and you know how to use all cav, if this is gonna do some serious, serious damage in the hands of a very competent player. Yeah, I feel like this is like an Andrew Coleman type army where you go up and honestly, use... I'm I'm actually going to be challenging him. I'm going I'm, I'm going to put it out. I'm going to put. I'm calling you out, Andy. I'm calling you out. I want to see you at the next major tournament, maybe Masters even. I want to see you take the Riders of Rohan, and I want to see you win with it. Because right, I reckon this, this is. Amen. I think this. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Just the name Riders of Amen. Yeah. 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 I I want I want to see our our friend Andrew. Take this list because I reckon this this is this is the list to prove that he knows how to use all cav army. Uh, he knows how to use all cav army. He could do that easily. I'm sure. I'm calling him out as well. Andrew, do it. Do it. Peer pressure. <laughs> okay. Well, that was that was fun. That one's that was a bit of a thought one. Um, I don't I don't think it's a terrible army list at all. But I think it's one that you need to go to some really old school patient tactics. You got to so scared of the eagle armies and those hurl armies and the, the nature's wrath armies and all this sort of stuff. You've got to be really clever with how you do that. Paths of the, the druid and Kylie. Yeah, this is one of those kind of, hmm, this is a list. This is a very, very powerful or has the potential to be a very powerful list. I'll get into my 500 point army list. Now, the tax for this army list is quite high. So first of all, you're locked in at taking basically a 100-point Thaden because you're not leaving home without the heavy armor and shield. So Thaden, 100 points on armored horse with the heavy armor and shield. That's your first tax. Your second tax is that you're forced to take Garn and a full complement of Wozes, which straight up is 200 points. Garn and 15 Wozes. Mm-hmm. So... Already, that's 300 points. Before we've even began assembling an army list, we've already spent 300 points on uh, 17 models. So basically, we're working from there. So for my 500-point list, I have Thaden, King of Rohan, with Armored Horse, Shield, as we know. Uh, He has three Riders of Rohan, three Riders of Rohan, another three Riders of Rohan with Throwing Spear, four Rohan Royal Guard with Horse and Throwing Spear, and one Royal Guard with Banner, Horse and Throwing Spear. And finally, in Warband... Number two is gone with his full complement of 15 roses. So as you can see, not much there that we can do, kind of manipulate the points and do some fun, interesting stuff with. We could drop, say, four Rohan Royal Guard or six Riders and chuck in, say, a Dernhelm or a Darawine or something like that. But honestly, 500, you basically have Thaden, gone, a bunch of horses and a bunch of roses. 
Yeah, you've got some really cool special rules that that go with this army though pretty well. Like the a- the ability to move cavalry uh, through the waypoints and through t- terrain is pretty huge. Like to be able to get cavalry through difficult terrain is scary, and the 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 heroic move advantage as well is really nice. So it's a very basic version you've got there, but I think you can do a lot with it. You've got enough riders that. With 12 horses around, you've got some real hitting power. And then you've got whatever it is, 16 infantry models that all have blowpipes. You've got some good firepower, and you can hold mm-hmm. your own in combat. So I think, like, the numbers are fine at, at 500 points. You're going for, what, is that almost 30 models, 28 models yeah. or so? Th- yeah. That's fine. I'm happy with that. Lots of them are horses. You've got lots of throwing speeds. You've got lots of bows. You've got lots of blowpipes. Uh the only thing you don't have is Rohan infantry. I played an army like this years and years and years ago where I had some Rohan infantry with Woses and some horses. But I think this can, can do the job. Uh, you're a bit bit down on might, but not a huge amount because Thayden and Garn both have a decent amount. So, Plus, uh, one, one other thing as well is that the, the heroic moves in this army are way more effective than any other army in the game, basically, because they, they count as having elven blades when they move. <laughs> so instead of wheeling uh, the roll-off on a 4-plus like you normally would, you win it on a 3-plus. So that, with a, with the cavalry army and some very flimsy woeses kicking around, that can be the difference between life and death. That can be that can be massive in being able to dictate charges more, more regularly and also can, it can almost psych your opponent out. Um, yes. In terms of whether they're going to to go in, commit, and and charge, attempt to charge, or if they're just going to hang back and 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 do nothing. This army sees forest on the board and absolutely gets excited because the Woes love forest because of the Elven uh, Stalk Unseen rule, and then and the blowpipes and the spears and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And then the riders can ride right through the forest as well. So this one is a it's a really unusual Rohan army, and I really like the theme for it. It does feel like the path of the Druidan. Going for it. What do you have for 750, Kylie? All right, 750. Now we've actually got to make some choices. Okay, so the 750 list we have Thaden, King of Rohan, with armor and horse, heavy armor and shield. And he has four Rohan Royal Guard with horse and throwing spear in his warband. In warband two, we have Garn and his 15 Woses. In warband three, we have Gambling uh, on horse with the Royal Standard and four Riders of Rohan. In warband number four, we have Durnhelm with throwing spears, just kicking by around by herself. She's just trying to hide and not let anyone see her. And in warband number five, we have Elfhelm, captain of Rohan on horse with four riders of Rohan. So we're really going in on the gambling. We're really trying to abuse this no-all pass, and we're just we're just trying to get in there and making sure our charges connect and just do a lot of damage. Yeah, this is almost your standard bucket of might type Rohan hero army. You've got so much might there. The the, the heroic moves are huge in this one, and you've got some some really lethal characters. Thaden's great. Gambling, we all know gambling. Just to be able to power up the Rohan, but also defend is great. Uh, Durnhelm's Durnhelm's just a bargain. She's she's so so good. And then Elfhelm as well is is going to be yeah. really nice in this army it's, as your second tank. That, or yeah, the, it's the fact that Durnhelm can just go. Right, I'm going to heroic move, heroic combat, and just constantly pressure you with her with with the reserves because Mary's on the horse too, and it's it's just so nasty having that her having that ability to get the two might back every turn, and the regeneration is just absolutely insane. There are a couple of other options in the list in Darawine and Aemir, but again, you can't really afford to take 
Amy is simply because of how much you get taxed straight up being forced to take Gunn and Vaden. And it, it just is too much of a point sink taking him. I think if you were stepping it up to a thousand, yeah, chuck your Amy in there, chuck a whole bunch of warbands. Hell, maybe even you'll be able to afford to throw Dara One in there too. But because you're forced to take 300 points worth of models straight off the bat before you even make any choices, you're really forced to pick and choose what you want to take once you kind of get up into that 600 point category where your second, where your th- sorry, your third and fourth hero starts opening up. It's got a lot of options for the, those heroes, and I, I think this is one that's got a lot of potential. I think it's a, the, the woes add a lot, and the, the special rules add a lot to the Rohan army, so I think it's going to be a fun one to play with. Yeah, I look forward to having having a crack because this is this is the um, kind of my my waypoint army that I'm trying to uh, put together and assemble before I would move into my Helm Hammerhand stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm, ex- I'm ex- excited to to put it on the table, especially after seeing how well Andrew performed with it at um at uh, in Brisbane. Yeah, and look, I've got the models as well. We've both got the models ready to go, essentially. So. Yeah, it should be a good fun one. Now, this is continuing on with the old school theme because that one felt very old school. Ugluck Scouts. This had been a staple of the tournament scene for like back in the days of 2004, 2005. I remember taking an army of this and having a great fun with it. What have you got, Kylie? This has been one of my kind of go-to army lists for a very, very, very long time. Um, and the fact now that it's been turned into a legendary and got even more options uh just makes my heart sing so straight up we have to we have to take uh, our ugluck as our first point in call so we have ugluck in warband number one he has three urukai with uh urukai bows three urukai uh scouts with shield and one urukai scout with banner and shield in warband number two we have malher uh, and he's leading three urukai scouts with Urukai Bow and four Urukai Scouts with Shield. In Warband number three, we have Grishna, Captain or Captain with Shield, and he has seven Orc Warriors with Shield and Spear in his Warband. And finally, in Warband number four, we have Snagger, Orc Captain, and he has three Orc Warriors with Orc Bow and Two-Handed Weapon, and seven Orc Warriors with Shield and Spear. <laughs> so, so much equipment on your Orcs. Yeah, well, you know me, Jeremy. I love my shield and spear orcs like they're going out of fashion. And honestly, I'm happy to trade uh, three orc warriors to make sure that I can rank up pretty much wherever I choose. Because when you throw down uh, 14 orc warriors with shield and spear, there's not many angles you can charge at it where it won't be able to get its full two attacks with reroll back out of here. You know, I understand that as well. And the the really cool special rules of this this... Uh, Legendary Legion has with the animosity where basically you can get one plus to wound if you've got uh, orcs and urukai in the same fight. I assume it means in base contact, not spear supporting, but that's, yes. yeah, but just the, the one plus to wound is huge and combining that with your two-handed weapon, suddenly two-handed weapons sound like a decent idea and four yeah. heroes at 500 points is really good and they've all got their own unique taste for it. Like, Ugluck's a good leader. He, he takes care of your courage quite well. Um, Maher gives you the speed of your Urukai because he turns them all into eight inches, including Ugluck, which is mm. fa- fantastic. Grishnak's just a sneakily good hero. Like, he's got the strike. He's, he's got the backstabber rule. He's, he backstabbers with one plus to wound. Wow. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I, was, I was actually going to get into oh. that. That was going to be my, like, little, little trick that I had up my sleeve is this is a sneaky guy comes in, sneaks around the back, strikes up, and then pow, 
comes in with a plus one to wound, backs plus a plus two to wound, and out of nowhere, and suddenly even your your, yeah. your, your ants, your your trolls, yeah, you're, you're thinking, oh yeah, I, I can tank this, and they go, oh, that's four strikes to wound. Yeah, uh, it, forced to wound, re-rolling ones. Oh, that's not good. Or even if you get up to defense nine or something like that, even if it's six plus by four plus, suddenly goes to four plus by two plus. Like, who cares? Like, that, that's huge. Re-rolling ones as well, because oh, yeah. you'd, you'd pretty much faint every other time. And yeah, it's 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 pretty brutal. It's yeah. pretty brutal. And then Snaggers are sneakily... I think he's underrated as an all-captain. Most people have looked at this one and said... That he's not worth taking, but I think he's 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 heroic and special rules have got some no. options no. as well. You don't like him? I, I no 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 no. I, I I was just kind of scoffing a bit at that. He's not worth taking, and I'm like, he's an orc captain with three might points. It doesn't matter what else he has. He's an orc captain with three might points. <laughs> that that's a very uh, very pragmatic way of thinking about it. Absolutely, yeah. Doesn't matter what else he has, but I think the stuff he has is not bad at all. Really, like a, a heroic challenge. Who cares? Like that's that's just going to be that's there for striking someone out. Really, um, only ever include orcs. Doesn't matter. I don't care about that. So those ones I'm not so fussed about. I'm not going to waste my might on a challenge, quite frankly, because he's just going to die. Well, the, the, the the kind of the tax for the army list is the fact that you only caught. Orcs in his warband anyway, so yeah, so that's no problem. Much of a muchness, but cunning minds like it's a really cool rule in that he can choose choose not to take part. He can, but he can choose not to take part in a heroic action and then act as normal late in the phase. So things like heroic move, being able to to move forward with a bunch of guys and use him as a reserve to to go somewhere else is pretty pretty nice. Um, and it's huge. Yeah, it's actually quite huge. Being able to have a model that can move. After your initiative to move forward with a right move, that's massive. Like we've designed, I've designed army lists um, with like wide chieftains and stuff that are specifically designed so that they can do these kind of shenanigans where you can move forward half your army off a right move and not have to worry about the back rank because they can still act. The fact that he can choose whether to do this or not is is quite potent. Yeah, but also the option of taking a heroic move and running in the opposite direction is fantastic because you don't have to stay in range. What that also means is you could sneakily leave the board when your hero stays on the board because you don't have to be in range mm-hmm. of it. So there's some real options here. That late, late turn in the game, you know, when you're trying to move to grab objectives and you can just split your army up quite well off a heroic move. This guy's... I think he's got some real options and he's a bargain price. Like, he's not he's not expensive at all. So 50 points for just the three might. You're right. That's great. Take it. Absolutely. But that special rule to give you some tactical flexibility in, quite frankly, an army that's pretty straightforward, I think is really handy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, as I said, like, if you can choose to take a named character with might points, you pay the five points for that extra might point. Because Warband Space is such a premium and which heroes you're taking are, are so critical. If you can squeeze in an extra might point for five points, why not take it? You've got March in the, in the army already with Malher. You don't need a captain to fill that scap. Take Snagger. He, he is not going to... He's, he's only going to do more for you than than anything else. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I really like... The, I really want to get that model. That, that's, that's been one of my favorite Forge World releases, just on the picture of late, because that, that model just looks so cool. I like I like characters yeah. for orcs. Everyone who knows me knows how much I like the orcs. Oh, what's in the 750? That was heaps in 500. I can't wait to see what you get in 750. All right. Well, 750, I, I was... I was As you were talking earlier about the, the uh, 2014s and one of our good friends, Danny, 
uh, absolutely knocking it out of the park in one of our masters by taking a micro warband army, basically inventing the concept of micro warbands. And I was very, very tempted to go, you know, 11 uh, heroes in this army, you know, six Urukai and another six um, orcs in there. But I decided, no, no, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna calm down a little bit. Um, we're just going to see what we can do with a decent chunk, like a big spammy kind of army. So this is what I've got instead. So warband number one, we've got Ugluck. Uh, he has an orc drummer in the army. He has three Urukai. Uh, Urukai drummer, sorry. Yes, Urukai drummer. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's very yes. different from orc drummer. He has drummer. an Urukai drummer in his um, warband. He has three uh, Urukai scouts with bow and three Urukai scouts with shield and one Urukai scout with banner and shield. In Warband 2, we have Malher with seven Urukai scouts with shield. And in Warband number 3, we have an Urukai scout captain with Urukai bow, two-handed weapon, again, for that plus one on plus one to wound, so plus two to wound there. And an Uruka, uh, seven Urukai scouts with Urukai bow. In Warband number 4, we have Grishnak with shield, three uh, orcs with orc bow and two-handed weapon, five orcs with shield and spear. In Warband number 5, we have Snagger with five Orc Warriors with Spear and Shield, one Orc Warrior with Banner and Shield. And finally, in Warband number 6, we have an Orc Captain with Shield, three Orc Warriors with Shield and Spear, and three Orc Warriors with Shield. So again, this is a bit more of a a spam, kind of just get lots of dudes onto the table kind of um, army. You've got two banners in there. Uh, One thing we haven't even touched on yet is just the mind-boggling speed these Urukai have the base yeah. move eight. All the Urukai, even Uglock, is move eight in this list. The captains are move eight. The drums move eight. Everything's move eight. And once you couple that with the drum, bumping him up to move 11, and then possibly adding in a sneaky march, you're suddenly up to move 14. So you have a lot of speed with this army, and it can just appear in front of you without you even realizing it. You can catch a lot of people off guard. Also, we haven't touched upon the woodland creature rule as well. Like that's that's an, another bonus for it. So this this army is fast. It's a really fast infantry army. I've got one problem with this army, Kylie. I really like it overall, but that banner with the orcs should really go with Grishnak. Like I know that Grishnak <laughs> is a bit of a coward, but Snagger, what's Snagger done to deserve a banner? Uh, Grishnak deserves the banner. Honestly, the banner I thought was in his warband, but when I actually pulled up the the, the written list, <laughs> I realized I put it in the wrong one. But it just went, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. The banner's <laughs> the, whatever. So yes, I 100% agree. The banner should be with Grishnak, but I just I put it in the wrong warband. My no, bad. No, no, no that's bad. fine. That's that's all. That's all fine. I'm actually really, 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 really keen to play this one because I don't have to do a single thing except maybe get a snagger model, which I can probably proxy at the moment because I don't think that's, that's going to show up for a while. Yeah. I, I'll I'll do that. I want to run this one. It looks like it looks like a lot of fun. like all these um, legendary legions in this book look really fun and they've got a real old school feel to them as well. I really like that two towers era. So I've gone for uh, my. Well, not my next one, not my final one. My next Legendary Legion is another one that I'm keen for, but I don't have the models for at the moment. I've, I've got, this has just got a lot of models. So the Wolves of Isengard is the all-Wag Rider, all-Wag, Wild-Wag Warband with Sharku leading it. So Sharku's an interesting character now with his ability to, whenever he doesn't get hit with a wound, to, to do one back, which is kind of cool, but he's nothing to write home about in terms of, of leaders. So this is one that's going to be very much based on the, they're really cool wag rider models. So lots and lots of wag riders 
in this one. So we've got um, Shaku with Warg and Shield. One uh, Isengard Warg Rider with the Banner and Shield. So I've given my Shield uh, and a Banner, which is good. Um, I've got three Warg Riders with Shield and Throwing Spears, three Warg Riders with Shield, three Warg Riders with Walk Bow, so a 3-3-3, and then the Banner initially, so 10 Warg Riders, and then three Isengard Wild Wargs just to do the old screening job and make sure they're not going to get charged and all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, Warband 2, I've gone for a... a, um, uh, Isengard or Captain with Warg and Shield. Uh, two Warg Riders with Throwing Spears, two with Shield, two with Orc Bow, and then two Wild Wargs, so two, 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 two for eight models in that one. Uh, in, and then one more for the, the Captain, of course. And then for Warband 3, I've gone for the uh, Shaman on a Warg with a... One with one has Shield, Throwing Spears, one has a Shield, two have Bows, and two Wild Wargs. So this was one is very, very heavily based on the, the infantry. Not the infantry, the, the cavalry. But the the actual the warrior models. So for five hundred points, thirty models is a huge amount of models, especially when they're all in those big bases. Mm. Uh, you've got you've got no ho- um, heroic strike in your army, which is very challenging. So it's yeah, it's going to be one. I was I was I, admit, I was a bit surprised they didn't give Sharku strike um, with the army with, with with as a part of the legendary legion. I honestly thought they would. Yeah, but he can call heroic combats each turn without spending might. So I, I feel like they've got him as a as a guy that just picks on infantry. So you just go and you just pick on the weakest force, and then heroes just throw a wag rider into them or throw a wag into them and just let them die. It's it's it, it's one of those like who care type tactics. So you've got a lot of models, mm. just throw them in and see what they do. And then if the hero botches, they get hit by a, a something that's powerful enough to to beat them. You get some really cool special rules in this legendary legion. This is the one legendary legion that just loves Maelstrom of Battle more than anything because they can choose automatically to win or lose priority on the first turn. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's always lose priority on the first turn. <laughs> just always lose it. May automatically choose to win or lose. There's one answer to that one. So that that's that's insane. And then you can even charge on the same turn which they enter the board. So you can just be so nasty on a Maelstrom of Battle one, which I can see why they kept Maelstrom of Battle then if this was the, the warband they're planning it with. But then also you can move some guys at the start of turn, which is which is really nice. Make a move as the move phase, and then shoot the shoot phase. So you get a bonus turn with uh, D six warriors in your model in your army. That's huge to reposition guys mm. to be able to put them forward as a trap. Uh, maybe even just to throw some wags forward as bait. Like you've got some really good options there in a one of those like stick up the prize ones. You can have guys almost on top of the prize right from turn one. So turn two they move yeah. past the prize. This is. This is a pretty damn good rule. So I'm really interested to see how this one goes. Um, it's nice to be able to include the Orc Shaman in an Isengard list. So that's kind of cool. So I'm taking advantage of that and, and following your t- standard advice of always take a Shaman if you can take a Shaman. I'm probably a bit light on heroes in this one, but I feel like I'm really relying on those Warg Riders and, and, and maybe yeah. some of the Wild Wargs as well. Yeah, no, 100% agree. Uh, pretty much textbook from what I was expecting to see come out of you, Jeremy. Uh, maybe drop a wild wag to give the rest of your uh, riders with just shield uh, throwing weapons as well. Because honestly, I think with this kind of a list, you got the throwing weapon spears. Just take them. Just take all of them. Just give every dude a throwing spear if you can. Um, <laughs> True. If they, True. If, they're one of those things. They're one of those kind of uh, war gear options, in my opinion. Of Say you take uh, 14 models with Throwing Spear uh, and you pay the 14 points. If you get two kills with Throwing Spears throughout the game or, or, or a kill and a wound, they pay for their points back. Yeah. And 
they, they just add so much versatility uh, to your army when um, for, for just so little investment. You know what this is, Kylie? It's the old, like, like my Gundabad Orc, the evolution of my Gundabad Orc Fourth, where it started with the scenarios with half of shield, half of spear. Then I got a few of shield and spear. And then by the end of it, every time I list, take a list, every single model has shield and spear. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be the same with this one. Like, initially, yeah. I'm going to go for this because it's going to take me so much time to get the models ready. So the first few ones yeah. I take will be like a third each because that's what the scenarios are like. And then by the time I start taking it to tournaments, you're right. It's going to be every single Wag Rider has throwing spear and shield or bow. Or bow. Some of them have a bow just to harass. But you're right. You're not going to find many that don't have the throwing spear because for one point, it's such a good buy just for the, the threat of it. Like even if you don't kill a single thing with it, it's, it's threatening because it means that you can hit at that mid range at eight inches and force the enemy to, to try and be that awkward range with, do they come forward or do they run away? Yeah. Honestly, uh, at that point, uh, if I was being forced to make the choice between the shield and the throwing spear, I'd be taking the Taking the throwing spear, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can, I can totally see that. I guess my only issue is I need to obtain a whole bunch more throwing spears and find ways. But I can pull them off any model that has a spear, really. Like, who cares if they don't look like a throwing spear? I can imagine these orcs throwing anything. So that, that's cool. Now the seven fifty one, I've gone for slightly different tactics than I normally do, but it's not a hugely different one because it's once again a pretty spammy force. So for seven fifty points, I've gone for Shaku with Wag Rider. He's got one with a banner and shield. So most of my banner models have uh, their old school ones. My Wag Rider banners have just the banner, not the shield, but but why not put the shield on? He's gone for, for more like your ratio, three with throwing spear and shield, one with shield and one with bow, and then three of the wild wags. So about yeah. similar, but more, more throwing spears this time. Warband 2, and this is where it gets a little bit spammy, but not quite. Warband 2 is a bit different. It's got another banner, so I've gone for two banners here. Um, it's got three with throwing spear and shield, one with shield, one with orc bow, and then three wild wags again. And then my next two warbands are identical. They're another captain with uh, shield, of course. All my captains have shield. I'm not going to bother with the bows. I've gone for three with uh, shield and throwing spears, one with shield, one with bow, and three wag riders. So I've basically got four warbands with that configuration, but two of them have banners and one of them's got Sharku in it. Yeah. So so it's a it's a pretty reliable block and I think the ratios are not too bad there. They're much more throwing spear heavy than the other one. Yeah. And then I've got the the Shaman on Wag with the three Wag riders with Orc Bow and two uh, Wild Wags as well. So 44 models at 750 points with five heroes in it on cavalry means that I can definitely get very excited about the heroic combats. So yes, I'll be doing the heroic moves when I want to, but I can really go like those yeah. all in, let's call a heroic combat with every one of them and just see what happens type thing. And Shark who's getting it for free could be a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a lot of potential with the list. I just, I really love the armies. I think you've done pretty much the best you can do with 750 points for this list. And the, the real disheartening thing I love, I hate about this list is at 500, I think this, this list is amazing. It's the bees needs, it's awesome. But once you get anywhere north of 500, I start to look at the army and go, it, man, this legendary need, legion needs some quality of life buffs, like desperately. I am shocked that there is no wild, wild chieftain in this list, just straight up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was one of the, the biggest like, disappointments in this list. Uh, also, on top of that, I thought this would have been a really great opportunity to give all captains in this list the ability to take throwing spears. 
Yeah, yeah, that would be a really good one. Um, I would have loved some sort of fight bonus potentially on the charge. I don't know, but that's being greedy. I would have loved some Crabane in this army. So just have some yeah. some scouts of, of Isengard. Have the crows in there. It would have been really nice to add some variety to it and something totally different for it. And I, I, I feel like that that's a little bit of a missed opportunity because that could have sold those models more because we all know the controversy about the models, how they, they're basically trees with a bit of... Uh, snake in them or whatever it is, but yeah. which I don't actually think they're terrible models. But I would, I would love to have something else in here, and I think a flying model could be really cool. Like I don't, yeah. it doesn't have to be a bat swarm, but but Craybane would be really cool. And and all I had to do was just add one more line to it. So yeah, I I, I really like it at the five hundred point level. I think that's the points I'm going to play it. I'm not as excited about playing it at the seven fifty to be honest. Yeah, it's just it just doesn't quite have enough tools, and that's that's kind of what I was hoping the Legion tools like maybe even giving captain strike i know that's kind of uh, ridiculous but it could be helpful or even just giving sharky strike um possibly even um uh looking at maybe uh having riders cause terror on the turn they charge or giving the orc shamans a buff to their transfix power so that you have some crowd control in there as as well just just a little bit something to give them a bit more quality of life because as it stands now, they just don't have enough oomph to really, really kind of deal with some threats that can just basically just run straight through them. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. And fight, like fight three across the board essentially is, is not great. They've got, they hit hard. Strength four is pretty good. Throwing weapons are pretty good. But yeah, look, I, I don't want to get too down on them because I haven't seen them in the game. And, and like, no cavalry army is a bad cavalry army. Like, when you get hit by cavalry, it's it's potentially lethal. 44 models at 750 points is is heading towards, like, horde territory. It's well above the the average. Yeah. So so you're matching it. So it means that if, you, if you're able to maneuver reasonably well, if you're lucky enough to get Maelstrom a battle, you, you're laughing. But even then, like, you've got... A fair bit of might, fair chunk of might. You've got free heroic combats with Sharku. You got the the three captains and the shaman ready to go. Like you're not worried about terror pretty much because yeah. you got the shaman. I don't think it's a terrible army, but I think it's you're right. There's some just, like the no tra- chieftain. I'm I'm sorry. I just yeah. I keep still getting hung up on that. No wild chieftain. This would have been a perfect lift for a wild chieftain. Sorry, I everyone. I was just yeah. Oh. No, no, no. That, that's fine. I just think you. Like, what are you going to do when you fight against an eagle army or against the, yeah. like some of those sort of things? You just got you don't have a whole lot you can do. So it's like it's a really cool theme. I really like the theme. Um, I would have liked slightly more variety. I really like your idea of the troll chief. I'm not troll. The uh, wild chieftain. I I like the Craybane in there. I would have loved some sort of fight value upgrade somewhere. Maybe one turn they all get one plus to fight in the army or something like that. Maybe maybe um. Shark who gets a heroic strike or heroic combat for free. I don't know. Something to just up your fight value because I feel like having fight three across the board is is potentially um, a problem. But that's okay. Look, we'll give it a try. We'll see how we go. We might come back and say, no, we were wrong. It's amazing. Speaking of amazing, Assault Upon Helm's Deep, Kylie. Uh, this is another one of those hidden gems. Jeremy, just straight up. It is a hidden gem. Um, oh, I love it. I love it. This is this is my old school Isengard yeah. army with bonuses. Yeah. So, look, I, I'm I'm in a really weird position with this army list. I love and hate this army list with equal amount of passion and disgust. <laughs> uh, I'll get into why, but I'll, I'll just I'm gonna just dive in and give my 
event because there's there's a little trick you can do with this list at 500 points that I kind of want to show off. Now, I'd like everyone to cast their, their minds back years upon years ago when you only needed to take really kind of only one hero and then just spam dudes. Well, it turns out this army can really have a red-hot go at taking one hero and spam dudes. So for my first 500-point uh, list, I have got an Urukai commander with shields. So that is the Urukai captain with three attacks and three wounds, which is very, very nice. Uh, he has a one Urukai warrior with uh, banner, uh, pike, and shield. He has five Urukai warriors with shield, five Urukai warriors with pike, and five Urukai berserkers. In Warband number two, we have an Urukai captain with crossbow, three Urukai warriors with shield, three Urukai warriors with pike, and nine Urukai warriors with crossbow. For a grand total of 33 Urukai models at 500 points. <laughs> need I say more? No, you don't. This is, this is such an old school build, isn't it? The only thing I'm going to say, Kylie, is I remember in a previous episode, you going on a, a nice, passionate uh, rant about if you can afford a shaman, if, you can, if you've got a shaman, unless you take a shaman. There's no shaman here. Look, Jeremy, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> of course I, I was. When I first wrote this list, I knew the moment I saw this list, I was like, yeah, no shaman. But there is, there is actual a legitimate reason why there is no shaman. And that is because we wanted to spam the crap out of our Urukai as much as physically possible. Yeah. I've done some a couple of things to like alleviate it, you know, throwing in five berserkers and stuff, but with the shaman, it means that your second warband is only a maximum of twelve models, which means once you've maxed out everything, you're in this weird spot where you've still got a nice, like good thirty to forty points left over that you can't spend because you have no more slots left. So that's kind of the reason why I I was forced to go into the captain to just spam out as many models as you can. And look, you can drop the berserkers and get more up. I wouldn't though, because you kind of want the high courage on at least a handful of models and then just pike up behind it. But yeah, no, I agree. I would normally would 100% take the shaman, but in this very corner case specific advantage, uh, sorry, this corner case specific points level, I will not take the Shaman. If this was 450 points, Shaman would be in there. If this was 550 points, the Shaman would be in there. But specifically, <laughs> specifically 500 points for this list, you can't fit a Shaman in. Fair enough, fair enough. You made your point. Look, I think this is the ultimate 500-point beginner list. It just works so well for it. You've got a small amount of might, so you're not likely to stuff up your uses of might. You've got lots of very tough, very reliable troops that you can put in there. You've got some really interesting troops in the Berserkers and the Crossbowmen and the Pikes. I, I think this is a solid, like, if you want a 500-point army, you want to start a friend on it. The models are reasonably obtainable if you go through that because they're all around in the old school days of the movies. I don't think you can go too far wrong with this army. I think it's, it's a good, solid infantry wall. Yeah, and it's an Urukai infantry wall, so you know it's going to work. Absolutely. And you don't have to worry about casting spells. Like, you don't have to forget about the Shaman. You don't have to, to get into the trap of throwing away your point of might on a, a um, 
any anything to, to upgrade it. You just just go forward. And I do like the Urukai Commander. I know that people have complained about this Legendary Legion not having a named Urukai Commander, but I'm going to go on record and saying I kind of like that. I kind of like that this is just still that that guy on the rock is just unnamed and he's just he's just stronger than the others, but you don't know who it is. Who is this guy? I, I don't mind that. So I, I kind of like this. What have you done at 750, Kylie? Uh, what have I done at 750? I have done some things that say, oh, yes, 750. Now, this is where I'm, I'm, I'm going to give the list first, and then I'm going to go on, on my little bit of a rant because I do have <laughs> one in the can ready to go. So, yes, yes. Right. 750 points, Warband number one. We have our Urukai Commander with shields. He has one Urukai Warrior with banner, pike, and shield. Five Urukai Warriors with shield. Five Urukai Warriors with pike. Three Urukai Berserkers. And then we have an Urukai Demolition Team with two Flaming Brands on the budget dudes. In Warband number two, we have an Urukai Captain with Crossbow. Three Urukai Warriors with Pike. Nine Urukai Warriors with Crossbow. And a second Demolition Team with the Flaming Brands. And finally, in Warband number three, we have an Urukai Shaman Five Urukai Warriors with Shield and three Urukai Berserkers. Oh no. This is the infantry so, version of the artillery. This is like, okay, yeah, bomb teams, so, just delete the whole board. This is basically the previous 500 point list, but with two demolition teams and a shaman. Um, now, I, I do have to go on a bit of a rant here. So, if you ever, ever want to take a team, you take this Legendary Legion to do it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Just that... Re- just- Straight up, there's, there's there's no other ways to do it. Like, there's no other ways to talk about it. You, you just you take this Legendary Legion. Because the ability to roll two dice and pick the result is astronomically amazing. It yep. doubles your chances to get a six, which is pretty much instant death for any hero. And... It makes it just so much more reliable. Uh, you go from from a one in six yeah, chance of a dud to a one in thirty six chance of a dud, and you go from a, a one in six chance of the Titanic explosion to an eleven out of thirty six chance of it. So almost one third of it, the time you're getting that Titanic explosion, and you've got two bombs. So you're looking at over half the time you're going to have at least one Titanic explosion. That that's that's huge. The Titanic explosion just deletes an area of the battlefield. It just takes out a huge amount of models, and there's not much you can do about it because it's so easy to detonate a bomb team now. So you can attempt this like start of the fight phase. You attempt to blow it up. So start of the fight phase. This is before all the heroics happen. So you can pretty much get it. it used to be that you could run away uh, there. So basically, to use the demolition charge, it must be dropped. A model of the flaming brand in base contact with it, the charge must also be non-engaged in combat and may, may attempt to set it off at the start of the fight phase uh, and then where you go. So that that's pretty nasty. Um, I think it's because you can drop and attack in the same turn now, can't you? You used to be able to do it in... You had to do it in two separate turns, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the big thing. So it's one turn. They basically walk forward, um, especially when you lose priority. This is the best time to do it. So you walk forward with it. The other pe- person's already moved. There's not much they can do about it because then you just go and you drop that bomb and then yeah they basically got the shoot phase to try and try and kill the person that's about to blow it up. Hmm. Sorry, I'm, I'm again. I'm I'm kind of like every time I look at these models, I'm always just kind of 
blown away by how much because basically if it didn't i see what you did there uh that would I'll, i'll admit i did not intend that pun to kind of drop in that regard but you know it's there it happened moving on every time i see a demo card on the table it changes the entirety of the game completely and utterly and whilst i do not mind how a demo team changes the game um, what really makes this list kind of really dumb is the fact that you can take an Isengard Assault Ballista with it. Now, as you, a lot of you will know, I am not a fan of Siege Engines. I think that they are silly, they are dumb, and they do not provide anything to, meaningful to the game because they're so point and click. Quite, quite literally, you point it, you click the release, and it sends forth a giant ballista bolt and that kills something. Now, one thing you can do with this list is take one demo team and the assault ballista, and basically your opponent is forced to come towards you and deal with you, because if you don't come towards it, it's going to shoot you with a ballista. And a bucket of crossbowmen as well. And a bucket of crossbows, because of course you're taking a bucket of crossbows, and if you do come towards it, you cop a demolition team to the base which kind of sucks. And that's part of where my issue kind of comes with this list is there's not a lot of interactivity with it. There's, it's just damned if you do, damned if you don't. And unless you've built a list tailor-made to deal with this composition, you're not really going to be able to do a whole lot because you're constantly being forced into these really awkward situations and because the Isengard player will always have the initiative of how they drop the bomb they can always minimize damage to their own troops whilst maximizing damage to yours and because a dud is pretty almost impossible to get now there's no saving grace of maybe it gets uh maybe it does nothing or maybe it gets delayed a turn because the two dice is just going to be so brutal and with the Break the Wall special as well, it also allows your your ballistas to re-roll to hit and re-roll to scatter, which means it's even more twice as likely that the ballista can pick off something important. So if you kind of think back to the previous legendary regions that you know are focused around your Theodrids, your, your Helm Hammerhands, or possibly even um, your Gandalf, they're suddenly locked out of the game because they can't approach without basically instantly being removed from the table. And that's a bit of where my gripe with these two particular models are interacting with each other. I don't mind the demolition teams by themselves, which is why I've taken two by themselves, even though I still feel very kind of strongly about taking them. Honestly, I when I first came up against demolition teams under the it took me a while to figure out how to play against them. And basically, you need to take micro warbands, you need to take a lot of heroes, and you need to spread out. Specifically, you need to spread out and force your opponent to basically yeah. split up their own uh, Uruk force to try to chase you down. And that way, you're limiting the bomb's ability to delete your heroes. Because if the bomb goes off and knocks out two, two captains, you've pretty much lost the game. Yeah. But if oh. the bomb only goes off and kills one of your heroes, then you're sweet. So you you kind of get put into this weird situation where your heroes can't be within five inches of each other. One inch for the base, two inches on either side. So if your heroes within five inches of each other, you're pretty much the game. And I don't mind that the, the demo teams change the way you play, and it takes a lot 
how to play against a demo team, how you have to skirmish, how you have to open up, you have to play really big, wide fronts. But where I really don't like how this list interacts is when the ballista goes behind the demo team. And it can just be a really unpleasant game to play. And that's kind of what I'm getting a little bit more more and more frustrated with with um, some games I've been playing lately um, against these kind of lists. And not just with the Siege lists, but some other lists as well, is if you're taking an army list that your opponent doesn't interact with you in any way, like you just drop a bomb and things go away, or your, your great beast comes through and just moves over everything, or you take all ring rapes and suddenly they black dart and vanish off the table. Um, those kind of lists can be very demoralizing to play again, and it can it can make make you think, why did I show up and play this game when my opponent is just going to disappear or my opponent is just going to do it, do their thing, and if it works, I don't play the game, basically. So that's where I get have a lot of issues with, with an army list design like this. Now, don't get me wrong. In a straight-up competitive uh, sphere and looking at this specifically from a competitive standpoint, say you're taking this to Masters or Articon or whatever, this list is bonkers. This is one of the lists I would consider playing if I wanted to just go and win the whole thing because there is it's so hard to play against and it's so hard to move against. This, this list is phenomenally powerful and shout out to my girl jazz over in UK, who has been absolutely going riot with this list at the moment just blowing up armies left right and center and just ruining some some people's days with it this list is insane and i've chatted to jazz with about this list constantly and it's it's amazing to see what she's been able to do with with the components in this list with the demo team with the ballista with even just a three-attack, three-wound captain. And it, it is it is some insane stuff this list can do. But just bear in mind, if you're taking this, your opponent may not have a fun time whilst you're playing it. Yeah, that's that's a fair call, Kylie. I think uh, you've got you to consider how your opponent is feeling about the game as well. And it can be it can be a bit of a surprise at times to, to do that because like we all know that, that one of the aims of the game is to go and, and win and, and to outsmart your opponent yeah. and that sort of stuff. But if you're doing it not in the game, if you're doing it just uh, like outside the game, if you come up with this list that, that, that denies interaction altogether, you do potentially ruin the game for people. And that, that can be really sad. So uh, look, I, I can see what you're saying there and, and I don't disagree I will say that that if you're up for the challenge, it's actually a really cool challenge. But yeah. I think I think you have to be up for it, and I think if it takes you by surprise, that's going to be the problem more so than than anything else. Like if you tell me that you're going to play this list, and I've got a, a theory about that, at least I can go take okay, I'll take a Rohan army and I'll have some tactics about it, or we'll set it up so there's a wall in the way or something like that. Like there's actually something something unique. Maybe we try one of those new siege scenarios as well, but. Yeah. Um, just just on its own, I can see that being an issue, and and yeah, I, I yeah yeah yeah, I see what you're saying. Maybe I don't feel as strongly about it, but I definitely a hundred percent understand what you're saying about that. Yeah, I guess I guess what I'm trying to kind of guess say to the community is taking you know siege engines and demo teams taking the watch in the word kill taking. All these things that lock out your opponent are uncounterable. They're very hard to play around. 
take these things to the competitive tournaments where everyone knows that they're going to be up against really nasty stuff. I have no issue with people taking these things to, you know, Articons and Masters to to any of the the high-end competitive tournaments, any of the qualifying tournaments, any of those kind of things. Go nuts. Take this stuff. This is when you take this kind of stuff. But if you're just going to like a casual, you know, meet and greet, having some friendly game, or maybe even just playing with playing in a, a, a chill, laid back tournament, that's when I would go. Is this really the list that you should be taking here? Because there's a lot of people that are going to be going to those tournaments that you know just want to have fun, just want to go together and roll some dice. And when you're not able to roll dice in response to something that can really ruin your experience of the game. And I'll be, I'll be straight up and honest, Articon last year was, was what kind of like showed, kind of opened my eyes to this a lot. And it was playing the Watcher in the Water when was when I realized, oh, this guy isn't fun to play against. You don't get to do anything against him. You don't get to play against him. He basically goes, I hit you, dude. I pull you in. I kill you. I have a bat swarm. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to argue that maybe you're right. Um, Angmar list might be pretty similar to that as well. <laughs> I will defend my Angmar list to the ends of the earth. And yes, it's a list to play against. But at the same time, you're still able to resist spells. You still can play around it. It's not going to delete you straight away. You can do anti-flying formations. There's stuff you can do around it. But when there's something of this oppressive, it's kind of like the next level up. And yeah, it it just it doesn't feel right to me on some levels. But if if you go into a as I said, if you go into a component, go nuts, take it, take it all the way to the bank, and I wish you all the luck because honestly, this is Salt and Helm Steepless. I look at it and go, man, this thing can win tournaments straight up. It's it's that powerful. Mm, it is, it is, it is, and we'll get to that in the Isengard episode as well. Okay, Kylie, you've gone, you've gone, brought Sorry. us down a little I, bit. I've, I, I've ranted, I went a bit far with my rant there. My, we now do actually have a really fun list. Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. going to say that was going to be my segue. Damn it, that's what I do. I do the segues. I'm sorry, but I'm also going to do the segues. I do love myself a good segue. Jeremy, please introduce us to the army of Dunland. Part of me is a bit hipster and like, oh no, Dunland's popular now. I've been liking Dunland for a long time. That's not fair. But the bigger part of me says Dunland has finally got its time to shine. Dunland is fantastic at the moment. So I've gone for 500 and then 750 of Dunland. Look, it, it, Dunland, you've got lots of options now. You can do lots of things. It's a unique army. It's, it's a strong army. It can be played well by a good player. It can be played well by a, an average player. It's just got so many options. It plays well. I just I like how it's designed. So here's my first one. I've got Thryden, which is the, the tax on the... The army of Dunland. That's, I guess, my only criticism is you always have to take Thryden, who's a made-up character, of course. But uh, Hero of Valor is good. It's a pretty minor tax that your only your tax is taking Thryden. I think it's just um, it just changes like it feels like a bit cookie cutter some of the lists. But that's all. That's that's the only issue. So Thryden's got a horse, of course. Uh, I always say that. That's annoying. Um, two Dunland warriors of shield, <laughs> one with bow. Three Dunland Horsemen, two Dunland Huskals, and a Crabane. So it's the I'll take a bit of everything type warband, which is always good fun. Then we've got Warband 2, Goroth Iron Skin. So this is the the basically the beta slash I'll go up to heroes and defend guy. He's got a Dunland Warrior with Banner, 
four Dunland Warriors with shield, three Dunland Warriors with bow, and three Dunland... Dunland... Dunlending Huskals. So the Huskals do make the list. They're, it's hard to get the numbers right. I don't know if I've got the numbers right of them because they're so expensive, but they're also so good. In Warband 3, I've gone for the Wildman Oathmaker because I always love to take some Wildman in Dunland because they are Dunland for me. They're such nice models. Unfortunately, the two-handed weapon is still absolute rubbish. So I've gone for nine Wildman of Dunland and then two with two-handed weapon, which is a bit of a tax, but that's fine. Uh, so it's got a good amount of models here. We've got 34 models at 500 points. I have not maxed out the bows in any way because I see this as a combat horde army, essentially, with some real hitting power and then some some good heroes, strong heroes, some cavalry, uh, a, one Craybane, which is good for flexibility. You can go capture objectives. Or you, can, you can do heaps of things with Craybane. It's really, really good. It's a bit of a, a show-everything type Dunland army, and I do like to run my Dunland armies as hordes, essentially, so I can't get away from it that much. So that's what I got for 500, Kylie. I like it. Some interesting choices you have to make. I think it's the right call to go Iron Skin over Rita, or, yeah. uh, or as I like to call her, Crazy Spear Lady, uh, because she is crazy, crazy good. But other than that, I think it's pretty much what you could expect to see in a um, in a 500-point Dunlin army. Uh, it checks all the boxes it needs to check. You've got the auto-pass courage there. You've got a couple, a handful of horses that you need to, a mounted hero, Got some fight for you. Okay, I mean, ticks all the boxes. Love it. Yeah, no, I, I so do I. So do I. And I feel like there's some there's some room to move up and down. You can go more Huskals if you wanted to. You can go more Caribbean if you wanted to. You can put more horses. But I, I feel like this is a good all-round type list. Notice how there's no Dunland Warriors with two-handed weapon. Once again, the two-handed weapons just feel like such attacks. It annoys me a little bit because they're nice models, but they just didn't show up because the Huskals do the same job but better. So I don't need them. Mm-hmm. So I move on to the 750 list. I've gone for uh, all the named heroes this time. So I've got Thryden with horse. He's got a banner, which is, just remember, it's a six-inch banner in this this warband, which is uh, fantastic in this this Legendary Legion. Uh, He's got two warriors with shield, two warriors with bow, six horsemen this time. So I've gone through the, that's in the scenarios. There's a lot of six horsemen. So six horsemen is a good number of horsemen. Uh, Three Huskals and then a Crabane. Yeah. For Warband 2, I've gone for Gorath Ironskin with a banner as well because this guy loves a banner. Um, I've gone for two banners. You can probably do with one in Dunland, but I just love the fact that I can bait with a banner. I can cover like a massive battlefield if I split up. I've got some redundancy. If someone does assassination run and kills one of the banners, I've got another one. It's, it's handy to have two, and they're pretty cheap. Uh, and then I've got three warriors with shield, three with bow, three huskals. So he's got a, a bit of a smaller warband, but that's okay. He doesn't mind that. Uh, Frida's got three warriors with shield, three warriors with bow, three huskals, and a Kraybane. So she's got the the Kraybane, second Kraybane for flexibility. And then Warband 4 is similar to the last one, the Wildman Oathmaker, 10 Wildman and two Wildman of Dunland with two-handed weapon. Um, I can afford to go such a high number of Wildman of Dunland and such a small number of two-handed weapons because I have heaps of Wildman of Dunland. I think I've got about 24 of them. So I can pretty yeah, much get have, any ratio I want. Yeah, you have a ludicrous amount of... Yeah, is the word uh, of the day there. <laughs> yep, but um, so this is it's it's pretty similar in design to the last one. To be honest, like the ratios are pretty similar, just been cranked up a little bit. It's very much the horde thing. Fifty-one models at seven fifty points is horde level, and you still hit with lots of guys with strength four, lots of guys with fight four around some really powerful heroes. You got the Kreben for for doing all kinds of things. You got fearless wildmen. So if you want to just throw someone into a troll or a uh, an army, the, the king of the dead, or whatever—you just throw a wild man in. Just, just 
chuck them in, let them die, that's all fine. Throw a wild man in and then back them up with a huskull and suddenly you've got a hitting force. So it's it's got lots of flexibility. Everyone's going to be in range of a banner at all times, essentially. I, I just really like this army. It's just so, so, so solid. Uh, it's it's hard to play against. One of the things I love about the the the, the Dunlin list is they've made them competitive um, without uh, taking them over the mark and without, like, it's, it's just, honestly, it's just perfect. It is, I think, the best designed legendary legion they've come up with so far and probably one of the best designed army lists they've come up with, with so far. I know that's kind of weird saying that they're, Dunland is an army list, but honestly, this this legendary legion, this is the Dunland army list. This is what you have to play with, and they have a lot of tools and at their disposal. They have lots of little tricks, but there, there has you have the ability to counterplay against those tricks. Um, yes, they have auto pass courage, but you can take out the guy that gives them that. Yes, they have strike and the ability to do wounds effortlessly, but you can uh, play in such a way where those heroes are denied combat. Yes, they have flyers, but they're not that uh, overbearing. So they've got all these really cool interactions. And don't get me started on the Huskarl interaction. I think those are really, really kind of funky things. And I think Frida is also one of the awesomest, just straight up, uh, has one of the coolest special rules I've seen. The ability to be able to rob enemy heroes, their charge banners, I think is super, super unique and can make or break a game uh, if you're not uh, if you're not paying attention to where she is on the table. And honestly, I just love the way the list interacts with other parts of the list, how it compensates in very subtle ways the weaknesses of the army. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I just, I'm just i just really excited about this army. I must admit, I have not got the new models yet for the Dunland. I've just got so much on the painting table that I, that I haven't got it. I will get it 100% because I've got the army like 80% done because I've got all the, the, the old warriors and the, the wildmen all ready to go. But now that they're all out, I, I am very, very keen on them. I just, oh, it's just, just such a, a cleverly designed army. Initially, my thoughts were that the Huskals are probably overpriced, and honestly, I probably still think they are, but I'm actually grown to like that in that it forces you to really think, do you need that many? Like, a Huskal is the same price as a Horseman, essentially, like one point difference. Horsemen have so much more hitting power than them, but the Huskal, to be able to get that strategic fight for in a spear support range, like, if they were cheaper, you would just spam them. You would take half your army's Huskals, no no questions asked. But because they're probably slightly overpriced, they do something that the army absolutely needs. So you pay that price for them. But they, uh, I, I just, I just really like this army. I feel like maybe their rules writers are sort of coming of age in terms of their abilities for it. Because I just think, I just think it's right. It's got lots of weaknesses. You take out the heroes, suddenly it starts to fall apart. But then it's still got lots of guys. It took an army that was probably one of the weakest in the game and made it one of the, the most medium to, to strongest ones, somewhere in that range. I don't know exactly where it is at the moment, but made it so that, that suddenly everyone wanted to play it with, with people who like the models, people who like the rules interactions. Yeah. Um, everyone, everyone, there's no one that looks dull and just goes, oh, it's rubbish now. You either say, oh, it's really up there with others. Maybe you say the models are expensive because they're from Forge World, but that's just that's a product of the manufacturing, of course. But they, it's an army that's suddenly so much more appealing, and it feels like the old army. It hasn't changed that much. It's still this 
this wild infantry spam that has some really weak guys and some really strong guys and just a mix of odd bods and uh, I just really like it. I really like it a lot. I just love the fact that the Oathmaker, he makes basically what was one of the, the shittest units in the game and have made them super, super viable in the fact that, you know, you get that that fearless on, on the one, and that's super awesome. Being able to have courage bypass on any army is absolutely, absolutely uh, amazing. I love the fact that Iron Skin has these three heroic defenses, so you're never quite certain if you can take him down, but he still has the strike, so you have some flexibility there. I love that Filder can just rob enemy charge bonuses and just allow you to cut through enemy um, cavalry. I think that is another great thing. I actually really, really love the fact that the Dunlending Horsemen have the um, reroll ones to wound against enemy mounts because what these guys are generally going to be doing they're going to be charging enemy heroes who are charging their line. You use charge bonuses of other big heroes. Gilgalad comes flying into your main line. All right. There goes your free attack, Gilgalad. I'm throwing a Dunling Horseman into it. And if he wins the strike or wins the combat, your Dunling Horseman isn't going at the rider. He will always be going to go at it. And the fact that he gets a, a little bonus for that too, I really absolutely love. And I think... Overall, what this list does is it rewards good players for playing well. It is one of those lists that kind of increases, like its potential increases exponentially with um, player skill. And if you know the game inside out, if you understand how the game, how your models interact with each other, how you charge, how you fall back, how you leverage your token shooting, how you get your fast movers in, how to create traps, how where to put the mo- your, your models on the table and when like when and where to put them. If you know how to do all these things, this list is going to absolutely shine and tear people apart. And that is what I absolutely love about them. Yeah, and look, just even the hero interactions are really cool. Like they're all a bargain price hero, but they all have a, like a lot of weaknesses. In that, if you want to go at them, you can pretty much take them out. Not too, not too difficultly if you if they're in a bad spot. But like the wildman, like the fearless is an amazing rule, but it's only within six inches of him, so he's got the bubble effect. So the wildmen that are away from him are suddenly absolutely rubbish. So he's still got to babysit them. You've got that instead of like um some of the other legionary legions where they just say battlefield wide this, battlefield wide this, where there's no thought involved. This feels like everything you do in the army involves some thought. You've got to choose where you place all your models, yeah. and I think that's what you're saying with the the skill increases that that if you know where to place your models. Everything works. It all just links in together really, really well. But if you don't know how to place your models and you, and you accidentally let someone do a run at the Wildman Oathmaker or Goroth or, or Thryden or maybe your banners, suddenly it starts to fall apart. So you've got to make sure that you play it really well. Um, look, we know we know that uh, Jay's played it recently and done really well with it, and I'm sure that many other players have played with it and found some, some success with it. I feel like once we go up to past 750, suddenly the Dunland Chieftains are coming to come back in, which aren't a bad model. The Dunland Chieftains are actually pretty cool. Honestly, my, my version of this at 750, I take all five heroes. You go for a Chieftain and as well? Yeah, just, fair enough. Yeah, yeah it, it just... I, I, every time I play this list, um, and admittedly I haven't had the privilege of using Iron Skin, Tall Spear, or uh, Earthmaker yet. Oh, but no, I haven't used Earthmaker. I used a proxy for it. forgot about that. But I haven't used uh, Frida or Iron Skin yet. I have just been so impressed with how it's been able to deal with enemy threats. Mm. Um, 
because if you can have a couple of goes at dealing with an enemy, big enemy hero, because you've got six points of might that can strike in your list. But on top of that, you still have, you know, between 12 and 14 might simply because you, you, you just got so many, so much might to create opportunities. You have so many interesting ways of tanking out enemy heroes with, with the defense on Iron Skin and, and Frida. Um, don't get me started on the Crabane. I think th- that was another model that I just I looked at and went, "Ah, oh, beautiful." That that's this is how you write um, a bat swarm without it being a bat swarm. Um, just yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just so impressed, honestly, by how how well this army list has written, and I feel like this is what the Fiefdoms was supposed to be. Yeah, agreed, agreed, and they got it wrong. And like. And they got it wrong with the Fiefdoms, and then they kind of went back to the guys and got it right. Mm. And yeah, that's that's what I absolutely love about the list is that everything has a place um, and everything has a purpose. Yeah, you're right. The difference between this and the Fiefdoms, where honestly they're they're like similar sort of martial prowess in Middle Earth. Like they're not the mainline fighting force, but they can definitely fight. This one, the heroes all do something unique. They're all very interesting, but they're not all no-brainer overlapping bubbles like the 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 Fiefdoms is. The Fiefdoms just push it forward and and like everything just works automatically. You don't have to think about where you place things. Whereas this one, you have to think about who Gorath's fighting. Like, does he go against the big hero and call his free heroic defense, or does he use his strike to go take someone out? Like, that's a real choice. Does Frida? Who does Frida go and defend against? Does she go and line up and and cancel the charge? What do you do with your horsemen? Are they on the attack, or are they, as you said, to go take down Gilgalad's horse? Um, like, what are you going to do with the Kraybane? There's so many options for it, and it's look, it's an absolute rubbish model if you use it badly. It's just going to be taken out. Like a cavalry charge is it? Bang, it's gone. But if you go and, and use it well, you can get traps with it, you can get objectives with it, you can go win the game, you can reconnoiter with it, you can do so many things with it. And like as an objective grab, if someone tries to shoot it out, they, they can't even hit the thing. So uh, it's it's got so much cool stuff in it. Um, having a standard banner go for six inches, I just really love that. Like You don't have to put on a hero. As so many other armies have just said, give a hero a six-inch banner effect. No, give it to an actual banner so you can pass it around. But you can also be taken out with a sneaky black dart. You've got to be careful with this banner. We've talked about all these other really fun interactions with the Dunlending. We haven't even talked about their be-all and end-all with Dunlending. That is absolutely phenomenal. That ability to just go, right, everyone, <laughs> yeah. we're going to hit and we're going to hit hard this turn. So if you've set up for a turn where you're going to do some damage, it's going to do some damage and... Oh, yeah, one plus to wound for a turn. Oh, I, with Strength 4 I, Army, essentially, is so good. Yeah, I, I love these these quirky little one once-per-game abilities. This this makes me feel a bit like kind of like what Bard's Black Arrow was. I always loved Bard's uh, Black Arrow on the Great Bow simply because of the threat and the potential of it. Because when, you, when you're not using it and you haven't used it, you've still got this... Oh, when 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 is when when is Bar gonna throw the black arrow out? Oh, I have to really really care for where I place my ring race and stuff. And this is very similar. It's like, uh, do do I go in here or do, do I hold back? Because if I overcommit and my opponent jumps jumps my line with Cobane and runs Freder in and they call the strikes and stuff, uh, suddenly they're you know ones and two pluses to wound at strength of, base strength of four and five. My heroes could suddenly die. But do, do I? And there's this, this great give and pull moment with this ability and the fact that 
even when you're not using it, you still have the ability. But once you do use it, it can either make or break your your, your turn. And absolutely, more of that, please. More of that, please. Yeah, no, I I agree. I look, I, I'm I'm so biased because I basically invested in a Dunland army like when they were like a niche sort of silly army that that. That surprised me, actually. I was able to do okay, but I had to rely on my crutch of Saruman, Grima, and then my small war band of pikemen. Now I don't need it. The pikemen, the Huskulls do exactly the same job the pikemen used to do, which is fantastic. So I could, I've got that available. I don't want the magic in this army. Like I'm happy to have just the heroes fighting it out. It's really cool. Um, the Wildman Oathmaker is just, oh, it's just such a cool way of making such a rubbish troop in the the Wildman work. So this is this we've turned this into a, a Dunland episode, which is fine because I like talking about Dunland. But yeah, this this yeah. is a, this is a good army. Um, that takes us to the end of our legendary legions, though, Kylie. So um, oh no 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 no, Jeremy doesn't have missed one. Did you I have missed a very very important one? In fact, I'm going to have to draw your attention all the way to the back of the book to page 129 because there's one legendary legion left to go and i am looking forward to sharing this one oh okay i'll go for it i'm glad you did there there goes my planning yeah so at the very back of the book we have the appendix and we have two featuring two very very prominent heroes in Rowan, errol the young and helm hammerhand and helm hammerhand i i feel like even even if we only do the one amulet we need to kind of show off a bit of, of what Helm can do. Sure, sure, sure. Helm is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> yeah, true. That's that's. Uh, oh my god! Maybe an understatement. He is bonkers. All right. So in Warband number one, I have Helm Hammerhand on horse because, of course, mm-hmm. uh, he has five Rohan Royal Guard on horse with throwing spears. Six Rohan Royal Guard with throwing spears on foot in his warband. In warband number two, we have a captain of Rohan on horse with shield and throwing spears. He has 12 warriors of Rohan with throwing spear and shield, one of which has a banner. In warband number three, we have a king's huntsman uh, with three warriors of Rohan with throwing spear and shield. In warband number four, we have a king's hunts- another king's huntsman with three warriors of Rohan with bow. And finally, in Warband number five, we have another, our third King's Huntsman with three Warriors of Rohan with bow. This is the 751, isn't it, Kylie? Yes, this is the 750 variant. So you've gone for Helm with with all Royal Guard, is that right? Six of them mounted, six of them on foot. You've gone for a Captain of Rohan with basically a shield wall Rohan that can throw spears if they want to. You've yep, gone for well. abandonment. Yep, and you've gone for three kings huntsmen. Are each of them identical uh, setups with their warbands? Uh, two are. Two have uh, bowmen in there, yep. and final one has uh, throwing spears instead. Okay, so you've got some bowmen in there. Three, three kings huntsmen. Have you actually played three kings huntsmen, Kylie? Yes. Does it do what we think it does? Yes. So you go all that a hero and just take it off the board. Yes. What kind of hero level are you talking about? So if you've got three of them all firing at the same hero, are you taking yeah. out a um, Thryden? It, 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 it depends on the rain, or sort of kind of the, um, the no man's land you have. So if you only have one turn worth of shooting, you're probably only going to take out, say, a Barrowite, a Shaman, or a Ringwraith. Yep, if yep. You have two, or if you say have three or four turns worth of shooting, uh, you can definitely take out something like 
uh, a Legolas or possibly even a Troll or a Troll Chieftain if you uh, can get a chip or two wound off with, uh, say, the Captain on the Throwing Spears. Even if you just take it down, it means Helm's going to have a much easier time as well, and they, they might have to spend some points on fate. And you've just got yeah. you've got lots of mites on there. So if they still have a spare point of might, you can still use it for other things when you get nearby. You've got a decent combat wall, so that that's going to hold its own. It's going to do combaty things. The nice thing is it's got some throwing weapons as well, so you can just play avoidance with it if you want. Uh, your royal guard hit really hard. Helm really hits hard, and he's doing oh, Helm, doing everything. This this is the quintessential Helm Helm list um if helm dies uh you're pretty done is, is all i can say about this army list but what i this is kind of the army list that i've always wanted to be able to do with the king's huntsman i've ran the king's hunt the three kings huntsman before with gambling with without gambling with horns and stuff but honestly helm is how you run the three king's huntsman effectively because one of the kind of problems you run into when you're running mass heroes is you need a warhorn because you need that extra boost to courage. But Helm has a warhorn; he brings one to the table. So there's that box ticked. Um, the other thing that you, you kind of want too is you want a really strong shear wall or a pivot point so that you can kind of anchor and force your opponent in on uh, uh, to, to engage you while she can touch and shoot. And you, the fact that Helm makes all of your royal guard fight five and your base troops fight four is just bonkers it's insane it's amazing it's everything you need um you have space for exactly one captain and exactly one captain is exactly how many captains you need and then helm is just the everything else he's the strength five on the charge he's the hey look at me i have two might points a turn um, I have mighty hero and free heroic combats because I'm Helm and that's what I do. Hey, look, we can fight in ranks because that's what we can do. The list is is probably how I've always wanted to run Rohan. You've been talking about those the, the, the King's Huntsman for so, so long, and I think you've finally got a list where it really works well. Man, Helm Helmhand's good. He, he's expensive. Like, like let, don't get us wrong. Like, he's... He's not cheap. 165 points and then 10 points for the horse. 175 points is, a, is an expensive hero, but he yeah. does everything. Heroic actions. He's got a buckle of heroic actions. He's got buffs. He's got he's got the ability to take two heroics, doesn't he, in some way? Where was that one? Uh, yeah, so he gets Mighty Hero from the Legendary League. Yep. And then uh, his, the Hammerhand special rule allows him to use the Bash special rule never counts as being unarmed and allows him to uh, call her own combats. Is there any reason you wouldn't take him in Helm's Guard? No, you would only ever take him in Helm's Guard because you can't take him with any other word. Okay, cool. So he's like like similar to Dunlin, but even more so because yeah. you get the two, you get the extra, because I feel like that's almost baked into his points, that extra, the two heroics turn. Yeah, pretty much. And he has Burley too, so, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, just in case you need some more hitting power, That's strength cool. five as well. Yeah, he's, he's definitely got a hammer hand there. Yeah, he's he's just he's he's amazing every way you you hope he he was, and he's he's just he's just phenomenal. Like I I, I played a couple of games with him, although I was using a helm proxy. I was using my um 
one of my battle companies, uh, Rohan Heroes, who has a giant uh, sword now because I sort the axe out for a sword. But yeah, I've just the first game I played with him, I just I dropped I dropped my 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 jaw dropped to the floor when my King's Huntsman shot out the barrel enemy barrel white on turn one, and I just went, okay, this list can do that. And then the Witch King basically did nothing for the rest of the game because Helm just kept shrugging off his spells because he's Helm and can call a free resolve every turn. <laughs> cool. Yeah, he's he's super good. Pretty much at any points level, he's going to be the bee's knees. I think this particular points level, kind of the 650, 750 is where he's going to shine. And yeah, I, just, I, can't, I can't recommend this list enough. I've had so much fun playing with it. Cool. I'm looking forward to. I, look, it's going to be a while off now because it, the models aren't available. But eventually, we're going to have like a Dunlin versus Helmhammer hand list. And I do not have any problem taking the name Dunlin heroes against him because none of them were actually like the real ones. There, I guess the Oathmaker maybe, but even then, that could, it could be any Oathmakers. So I reckon this is going to be a fun setup. And look, I'm I'm really excited that we've got some Rohan lists and Legendary Legions that aren't all Thayer and Gambling. So that's that's gonna that's a fun part of this episode. I totally forgot about that one, Kylie. Thanks for reminding me about that one. But I feel yeah. like now I can say that's all the Legendary Legions from the book. Is that right? Yes, definitely. You can definitely say that. Okay. Well, then, in that case, I am going to sign us off, Kylie. So that was our Legendary Legion list episode number two. Will there be a number three? Who knows? We don't know yet. Maybe there will be. But if there is, we can definitely do another one, Kylie. But until then, remember, traps win games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on the Green Dragon Podcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.